Whitewater Ramble. You're listening to 88.1 KCOU Columbia. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. We have quite the episode planned today. We continue with our conference previews. Today, I think I I would personally say that we're discussing the best conference in America, easily. The the Big 12. And, you know, one of the reasons, real quick, before we get this started, that the Big 12 is just way better than everyone the last couple years is their coaches are just so much better than everyone. Their coaches are so good. I think I, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I have like seven of or eight of their coaches all in like the top thirty. They they do have a couple weak links in the, in the conference, and we'll get, we'll get to those. But I think we're ready to get this started. This is a it's a pretty small conference, so if we do have to fill some time, it's gonna be big next year. It's true. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot. It's gonna be fourteen because Texas and Oklahoma haven't left yet. Well, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. But At worst, it's going to be 12. I do want to say, I'm going to turn off this fan. I'm just going to sweat a lot because it's super hot here. This fan's on, but I think you can hear it. David is turning off the fan and turning down the heat so we can discuss the air. Just turning, just turning, up turning, the, turning up the heat so you can. Um, no, this is a conference. I mean, obviously you have the two recent national champions. It's Potentially three if we play the 2020. They did have the they had the number one overall seed in 2020. And you know this is it's just so strong from top to bottom. If we do run out of time, Joe Lenardi is posted a bracketology. Oh, is it updated? Yeah, today. If you wanna. How did he? Uh, <laughs> what did he do? Like, how did he update it again? Did he just like watch more film? Like, did he evaluate more teams? Like, did he realize that? Let's see if he, he moved down to a we, we, we should have time with only 10 teams. So, yeah. so we'll do. He's moved down Tennessee. He maybe thought Rick Barnes, maybe not a great coach. I don't know. I just don't have any ideas there. For, forecasting, like, forecasting, like, the tournament in, like, October is nuts. With that, with, that speak, with that being said, I probably will do a bracketology before the season starts, but I won't probably do one again until, like, at least late January. Yeah, no, I did one last year before the season starts. I got, like, it's I like so it's easier to predict conferences in the preseason than it is the overall field. John, we're, we're good at our jobs, but we're not amazing. No, I I, I would agree with you there. I missed one player in my Big 12 I I put four down on Well, maybe it'll be like the uh, Alabama Minnesota game where the Big 12 third team only marches out three players. I only have a handful. And, uh, you know. Does Musa C stay belong to the third team? I don't believe he does, John. He's due for a leap, but well, you know. You know what? That's my first spoiler. Musa C stay all big 12 third team. I'm putting him on there. All right. Uh, you and I are going to have the same same uh, team at 10 to start this off. Kansas State's very clearly the worst team in this yeah, conference. No, we are. Um, K-State is bad. And I like what they're doing recruiting. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this year's class, they had... I think Jerome Tank's going to work. They were the eighth, 
eight out of twelve. They brought in a couple of three stars by the names of Naquan Tomi and don't tell you, he was an enrollee. So they have Taj Manning from La Lumiere, the solid school, mm-hmm. and Dorian Finister. So I don't know much about those guys. They bring in a handful of transfers. Keontae Johnson being the big one. Yeah, that's an interesting one. He's a good player. He obviously hasn't played basketball in a long time, considering he tragically went through cardiac arrest like during yeah. during a game. Yeah, it's awful, but he's a talented player. I mean, he was a five four star coming out of math, coming out of high school. Oh, dude, he was like a preseason SEC All First Team that that year. He he had the cardiac arrest. Like, he, yeah, going around. Um, David and Gason is another transfer from Virginia Tech. Cam Porter is a transfer from Miss State, and then Jarrell Colbert is a transfer from LSU. So, interesting group. Interesting group. I mean, yeah. The four of them, three SEC schools, Virginia Tech's a solid program, tournament team, obviously. So, definitely, definitely a strong. Transfers and Tang is gonna like Tang's gonna be good. It's gonna work out. Their their 2023 class is really good. Their their 2020 they, they have Data Ames who I've see, seen a bit of because he's from Chicago goes to Ken, Kenwood. R J Jones, uh, kid from from Utah, and then Michaela Rich, kid from East St Louis that Mizzou was in on who yeah. who they just got literally last week. Um, it's a fun game for it. Can you name the highest ranked recruit in case history? The highest-ranked recruit in K-State history. I'm going to say Jacob Pullen. It was not Jacob Pullen. Pullen. P-U-L-L-E-N. Interesting. Um, he's a Chicago kid. That's the kind of the reason I guessed it. Um, I don't know. Michael Beasley. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That, anyway. That makes sense. We'll do for every single team. This isn't just a... I don't think that. I still think there's some upside though. I don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win games. Like, like they're gonna. Like the, they're not gonna be, be Iowa State. That's what I was gonna say. They're not gonna be Iowa State and win zero games. I, I I do think there's a little upside, and I also think that like Jerome Tang like maybe outcoaches like Huggins once like, mm-hmm. and, and they win. Although like West Virginia's roster is way better than these guys. It so. is, but I don't like Are they your number nine team? They're my nine team, too. People have this. Okay, I need to read. I've been reading a lot of Big 12 stuff. Mm-hmm. This, this one hasn't been finished seventh. Okay. They're, they're big. They're big transfer Stray Mitchell, who's a solid player, but yeah. is he, he going to move he, the needle? He, he was good in the uh, He was good in the A-10 a couple years ago at UMass. Wasn't great last year in the Big 12, and now he's staying in the Big 12. Well, what's, that, what's exciting about that? So... Here's the big. I, I used to be the biggest Joe Toussaint supporter on the planet. Like well, I expecting him to put up an offensive role. Like he's just not going to do that. I, I don't know. I, he sat he sat behind Jordan Bohannon last year, who couldn't play any uh, guard anybody. So so like this this te- this sleeper sleeper team of West Virginia who we're going to talk about here. I mean, this is a, a quote here from Heat Check College Basketball. Said, the Mountaineers' last place finish in the Big Twelve last season wasn't exactly a surprise, given who they were trying to replace. But I don't think anyone expected them to go three and two over the last eighteen games. That's fair. There's still a solid base in Morgantown. I don't think that's true at all. And Bob Huggins went out and got some top top end talent in the transfer portal. I, I wouldn't call what they got top end. So it's not a top end talent. I, I would not call what they got top end talent. He was lost in a crowded rotation in Texas. That's actually fair. I think he, he, w- he was, but uh, he also like wasn't better than the guys that were playing ahead of him. And then I don't know much about Jimmy Bell. 
Juco transfer, I believe. I, I haven't seen much of him, but Ju, Juco transfers are, you know, we have two of them here that that are, well, we don't know what to expect. Like, they, they could pop, they could not. Like, there have been some really good Juco co transfers over the past couple of years. There have been some really bad ones. I'm looking at... This guy says that Western Union should return to the NCAA tournament. I don't see what this is. I don't either. Eric Stevenson should be okay. He'll hit shots for them at least. But, yeah, I I, I don't think this team's going to be very deep either. No. Like, after, like I think that we both agree their starting five will be Toussaint, Stevenson, Matthews, Mitchell, Jimmy Bell. That is solid. Yeah, transfer from Washington. He was at West Virginia, actually, and then transferred to Washington and now came back. Booth. Kind of booth got situation, yeah. But, yeah, I don't see it with this team. I really don't. Plus, plus, like, I think Huggins is, like, now by far the worst coach in the league. I don't think it's close at all, yeah. Like, the second is second worst is, like, who? Like, I don't even know. Like, maybe Jer- like Jerome Tang? But, like, Jerome Tang's awesome. Jerome Tang is awesome. Like, and the, he's only nine right now. He'd be nine right now just because. He's, he's nine because he hasn't coached a game. But, like, honestly, like, if the guy was – if. We said at the end of the year, if Kansas State overachieved, and we said at the end of the year, yeah, there's a chance Jerome Tang's a top 25, 20 to this sport. Fine by me. And no one, did they say Mike Anderson? Not Mike Anderson. I, I did it again. I keep on saying, what is his name? Who? The OK State guy. Oh, the, uh, Mike Boynton. Mike Boynton. Boynton. Mike Anderson's the St. John's coach. But, yeah, I, I lied. Boynton, Boynton's probably, Boynton's fine, but I think I, Tang's, Tang, Tang's probably better than him. Yeah, probably. I just don't see it with these guys. I think KC has a higher ceiling than them. Than West Virginia? Yeah. yeah. I think they do. And I think, like, I just don't see anywhere this team finishes higher than eight. I just don't see that. And I think it's crazy to put them anywhere higher than that. I think it's crazy if they finish anywhere higher than ninth. I mean, that's crazy, too. I, I don't I, <laughs> I think the I think I think I think the gap between them and Iowa State is so big because I know what Iowa I know what Iowa State's floor is going to be, and that, That's true. do Iowa State at eight too? I do. Okay, so we, we, we talked about Iowa State before on our selection summer show. Yeah, and I mean they're going to be maybe the best defensive team in the country. One of for sure. I mean, the, I like, sure. the, like you, you will not be able to score inside against them. No. Like if you if you don't hit outside shots, you're done. And I have no idea how they're gonna score. I have no idea how they're gonna put the ball in the basket. No clue. Jared Holmes has to keep up his production. Uh, maybe Jared Holmes takes like an Isaiah Brockington type leap. But he's not good at. Do that. S- same with Jeremiah Williams. Like. He's not good. At I don't know, man. Like, dude, I love Otzelberg, and I know you do too. So maybe maybe he gets the most out of the, the these teams. This but like, team wasn't good offensively last year. No, they weren't. They just okay. they had two players that initiated offense for them I and lost, lost, and they lost both of them. I love. I watched a ton of Iowa State last year just because I love them and I love Otzelberg and I love just watching them. But. Dude, they went through stretches last year. One big stretch actually in in Big Twelve play where they could not hit a shot and like they were they were not beating anybody. I was, like I said, I watched a lot of this team, a lot of this team. Why is the big, why is the Iowa State roster not on, the, not on the website? I don't know, but I can tell you I have their starting lineup in front of me, or at least what I project. What number is, okay, I can't pronounce the name, but Osun. Oh, it's uh, Oshun Oshunyi, I think is how you pronounce it. What number is he? I have no idea. Is their, is their website really not updated? Uh, my screen. Or maybe it's just because I have a bad one. I, I I have it right here. Yeah. Hold on. Oh wait, no, it's not updated. 
No, it's not. Okay. I want to find out what number he's wearing. Here it says 21, which is kind of pain. Because I thought of an amazing nickname for him. What? If he wore, like, anything under, like, a single digits, like, let's say 7, because it'll 007. Hmm. I like that. Okay, say it again. Uh, Oshun. Oshun Oshunyi. Sam will probably correct me on that because he's watched a ton of him, but he's one of he's one of the best rib protectors in the country. Yeah. And so and Hassan Ward's gonna be the same thing. Yeah. And my lineup's wrong. Like I, I promise you, my lineup for them is wrong because they won't start Ward and Oshunyi. But yeah. Like I could tell you that Jeremiah Williams, Gabe Kalsher, and Jaron Holmes will probably be the th- three guards for them. I love Calcher defensively. Jared Holmes will lead this team in scoring. And if he doesn't, they're in major trouble. Yeah, if he doesn't, then they're in major trouble. Or, wow, Gabe Calcher got a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe Calcher, fifth-year leap. Yeah, fifth-year leap. I, we know what his ceiling is, Gabe's. Like, He'll hit shots. Sometimes. <laughs> He'll defend. No, sometimes he'll hit a lot of great shots. And sometimes he just, you know, he'll... He'll just get cold. There will there will be at least there will be probably two games with Iowa State this year that we just like they win it and we're like, wow, Gabe Kelsher was amazing today. Kelsher's 8-3. He's he does he does that twice a year. Like he does. He does that. Like he's due for one of those games where he just puts up like 34 and it's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where. Puts the line like six times as well. He doesn't I want that team to be really good, and they're gonna be fun to watch for like defense, like how to get after it. But man, like I like I was saying, I watched a lot of Iowa State last year. I know their offensive system; it's a boring offensive system. Yeah, it's so boring. It relies on. They shot way too many mid-range jumpers last year. Yeah. Way too many. It relies on their big men to be like good passers, which is fine. But like, like I I know I know their quadrant was bad. Like the worst, like maybe the worst quadrant I think is the. Like, easily. And, like, I know it was bad, but, like, them making the Sweet 16 still made no sense. Like, yeah. they were just inefficient. Like, yeah. and, like, I liked Brockington. I liked Tyrese Hunter. But, like, some of the shots that Brockington took were just, like, absurd. Like, Isaiah Brockington, like, there's, there's no way this is a stat. But Isaiah Brockington led the country easily last year in long twos. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a shot. No, it's like, eh, it kind of is, but he made a lot of them. Sorry, not a shot, so that's not a stat. It's not a stat, but uh, yeah, he, he let it easily. Oh, my God. 6'7", I think you got you and I are pissed. Nate, Nate Oates watched the Iowa State team, and like, if they had played them in the tournament, because it would have been 6'11", like, it could, they te- theoretically could have happened, yeah. but if, if Alabama had played... I was in the first round. Nate Oates like would have killed this entire team if if, if they had lost that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a really big Nate Oates uh, uh, game. Iowa State is like everything that Nate Oates goes against. Yeah, defensive <laughs> plays good D. They uh, they do play good D. Not last year, but the year before they did. Six and seven. I I don't know where you ha- I don't know what you have here. Oklahoma State seven. Okay. So Oklahoma State has a lot of guys. A lot of guys that are projected to take a leap. Mm-hmm. Bryce Williams, Bryce Thompson, yeah. Musa Cisse, the th- three big ones. Those None of those three will be their best player. That's going to be Avery Anderson, I think. The reason that I have Oklahoma State before or behind the team that you have at seven is simply coaching. 
Like I trust. You love Porter. I, I both of these t- both of the teams at six and seven didn't make the tournament last year. One was closer than the other. Well, well, what one was closer than the other, and Oklahoma State obviously couldn't yeah. make the tournament last year. But I do think a lot of these Oklahoma State players will take the leap. They a lot of their younger players though. Or like really really similar efficiency numbers to what Creighton's younger players had last year, and maybe it's just the fact that like we didn't watch his Oklahoma State team as much because they were irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. But I didn't see the huge jump with these OK State players that these Creighton players are going to make. It's tough to evaluate on OK State. I didn't come at casual for saying they weren't playing for anything last year. There was no motivation other than just to play. And a lot of these guys, just, like, I thought, all in all, the fact that they even had the season they did last year, I thought was pretty good, despite the fact that they weren't going to do anything. They do they they fell short of expectations last year, but that's fair to that's fair to say because there were no expectations. Yeah, none. Like maybe we were expecting them to finish higher in the conference, but at the same time, it's like. They won their final two games, if that means anything. They beat Iowa, they killed Iowa State, and then they beat Texas Tech at the end of the season. And this is the Big 12. Like, Oklahoma State's going to lose some games to, like, Iowa State. They might lose to, you know, Oklahoma. But they're also going to have a chance. They're, they might beat Kansas. They might beat a Texas Tech, you know? Yeah, I mean, they won at Baylor last year once. Yeah. Like, it was early in conference play, but they did win there. And, look, Bryce Thompson's good. I love Avery Anderson. And I don't know if it's necessarily a... Oh, he's gonna be number one. He has to take over the Yeah. To nobody's Kate Cunningham. <laughs> but at the same time, like I think he can be the leader of a pack that makes a deep run. I really do I'm not uh, Caleb Boone will start for this team too. I'm not a huge fan of their bench either. No, they're not really deep. They're not really deep. So um, Oklahoma though. Look, Warner Moser is one of the best fifteen coaches in the sport. I'd call him one of the best time. Yeah. Yeah. And Tanner Groves was pretty okay last year, pretty solid. Dude. I think he'd be better. Grant Sherfield's going to be amazing. Bro, Grant Sherfield is awesome. Grant Grant Sherfield has a coach now. Grant Sherfield is a good player. He's going to be more than just a good player. He's going to be an elite player. So they br- they bring in him. He's probably he's going to be their leading scorer quite easily. Yeah. Joe Bamizal, George Washington got his waiver approved. Good. He'll, he's he's starting for them. They get Jalen Hill back. He was injured at the end of the year. So ten points a game, five rebounds guy. Uh, CJ Nolan, interesting sophomore that didn't really play mu- much last year. Uh, f- uh, Otego away, I think is going to start for them. He's a freshman, but. He's just an animal from what I've seen. Their freshman class is really interesting, David, because they have some guys that we know of. Luke Norweather went to Blair, Blair Oaks. Doesn't have a rating on 247. No, he was kind of under the radar. He got recruited really late. Like It was between like Butler, Mizzou, and Oklahoma, I want to say. And then Butler. He, I think he, he committed to Butler, I want to say. And then they fired their coach. And he decommitted. Um, they also bring in Yaya Keita, who we know a little bit about. I did not know that. <laughs> I had a feeling like you didn't know. I did not know y- Yaya Keita is in Oklahoma. Yeah, I think he might play a little bit. He's 
They need some size. He's mid. And Norweather's not going to be ready right away to play in the Big 12. So. John Blitzkin, who is the highest ranked Oklahoma recruit of all time? If it's not Trey Young, I don't know who it is. Trey fourth. Really? Blake Griffin? He's third. Buddy Heald? No, I was going to say he wasn't highly recruited. Um, <laughs> uh, let's think. Who is the top Oklahoma recruit? And we'll, we'll go to break right after this. Uh, top Oklahoma, So it's not Trey Young. It's not Blake Griffin. I can't believe Trey Young is fourth. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, who other five stars do they have? I have no idea. Willie Warren. Interesting. I've never heard of Eagles. Play. I've heard the names. Can't remember the player though. West Virginia. West Virginia. Their highest recruit ever. Yeah. Wow. I'm. Uh, it's not Javon Carter. No way. It's not Javon Carter. Oh. Uh, Sean McNeil. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? Okay. Interesting. That's nuts. Okay, okay, stay. Kate Cunningham. If it's not him, like. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. It has to be. What about I? What about Iowa State? I haven't clicked on it. Let me check. I'm about to go check. What I think before you Iowa State. Oh, I forgot Iowa State has Eli King as well, and Marion Watson. I'm trying to I'm trying to think who I'm going to be Iowa State wait who who um who, did you find out who it was yet? The Iowa State guy? Yeah. Monte Morris. No, it's, D- um Devontae Burton. No. Who? Craig Brackens. I know who that is. I just never would have thought of that. Ah. Talon. Simeon kid. No. No. All right. Break time. Break time. Break time. You have a break. Eat a Kit Kat. Uh, or eat a Kit Kat. Have a break. This is Marathon March on KCOU 88.1 FM. After the break, we talk about our top five, which we include the top five teams in Big 12, and uh, including the greatest football team ever assembled, the Kansas Jayhawks. We apologize for this interruption of this commercial break, for we have breaking news here in the KCOU studios as we send it over to our reporter, Peter. Peter? Thank you, Peter. Looks like the penalty box will be back for another semester of shenanigans and sports talk. That's right. Join me, Peter Camp, and my co-host, Jack Knowlton, on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for a breakdown of sports news from all around the country, from football to basketball to hockey to our favorite segment, the penalty box on KCLU 88.1 FM. You won't want to miss it, ladies and gentlemen. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Lovely cushion header. Pajero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! 
Box to Box is back and better than ever. Join myself, Jack Nolan, and my brand new co-host, Grant Salzman, to break down the world of Premier League and Champions League football. We have a ton of build-up to the 2022 Men's World Cup in Qatar, and of course, a fair few rants about U.S. Men's National Team Manager, Greg Berhalter. So if you want to stay up to date on the footballing world, tune into Box to Box, Mondays at 10 a.m. on KCOU. That's astonishing. It's Hello, this is Pierce Porterfield, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. The sound of confusion. Hey, this is Tommy Wizzo, and you listen Columbia KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time. me to stop with the huggy bear slander and I I am willing to say that we are into the top five so we will not be talking about huggy bear anymore on the show does Mike too so- no, no it does not David is Mike 3 by the way that thing right over there yeah the Gonzaga of the mics in here some would say that's honestly like Mike too. <laughs> it does. This is a weird mic though. Hello. There we go. That's strange. So I'm not getting a ton of input right here, but I'm getting a ton right there. I don't really know what's going on. With Interesting. Hold on. Okay, I just fixed it. All right. This should no longer be an issue. Okay. I just want to say the first half of the show, David Kale, my volume might be a little low. Should no longer be the case. I, fi- I figure what the issue is. I don't know who did this, but uh, number five for me is Texas Tech. Okay, Texas Tech. I'm assuming you have them at number five too. I do have them at number five. Texas so, Tech. I actually almost considered moving them down because of Fardaz Amox injury. He's a transfer from Utah Valley. Should start at center for them when he's healthy. Probably is their leading scorer when he's healthy. I mean. The, the guy was a ridiculous mid-major player. He averaged 19 and 14 last year. Insane. 49% from the field. He actually shot a decent amount of threes. He shot 43% from three. He, David, is a game changer. Yeah. I mean, this is... For Utah Valley. Or for Texas Tech. From Utah Valley. <laughs> for Utah Valley. From Utah Valley. No, this Texas Tech team in general as well is just... A, it's, uh, it's once again a team... Uh, a team with a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. Typical. Typical in today's era of college basketball, but even more so just... Typical for Texas Tech. Like, this is just who they are. Yeah, I mean, Damian Harmon, transfer. Small. <laughs> which which, which we, we once thought he was 6'5". Not 6'5". Bad. He's going to score for this team. 
And this entire team is going to defend because it's Mark Adams, of course. Yeah. And this entire team is going to play as one because it's Mark Adams, of course. But at the end of the day, they don't have more talent than the top four teams ahead of them. But my only critique of Mark Adams is that they get the guy's a transitional coach. Like he's not Texas Tech's future, which is why I ranked him where I did on my co- my coaches list. I think I still had him pretty high. Yeah, I had him at twenty five, which I think is fair considering that when Texas Tech hired him, like they knew like, he's not going to be here forever. Like he he is simply a coach that is keeping the program at the level that it was under Chris Beard, which is unfortunate. Which because I like the guy, I think he's a really good coach, but just. Yeah, I mean, it's just the situation the Texas Tech's in. They're going to be good. They're a good team, but... They're a team that, lo- like... Losing Fardaz is, is... Big. Huge. Cannot like, stress that enough. Even that, I... I don't know. I just... It's a team where... I'm still confident in their ability to win big games in the Big 12. I think a lot of the hype around this team as well last year was like like we could see a regression of this team. I think this team is a low floor. I think this is a team that could finish below a, below Oklahoma, below Oklahoma State. Okay. Just because last year it was all about they have some mysteries. Yeah, last year it was all about how do we survive without Chris Beard? Oh, we're not going to survive. We're going to thrive without Chris Beard, mm-hmm. and we're going to be so much of a better team without Chris Beard. Then you kind of notice like you got the tournament time, and it's just like. You know, this team, man, they're – I'm not saying they were bad or they were great or anything like that, but they could have been so much better. I really do believe that. How um, how much have you seen of Elijah Fisher? Not a ton. I think he's going to start for them. Guys, built like a Mack truck and handles the ball. One of the more underrated players from the Nick Honor. Class. Yeah, except Elijah Fisher 6'6". <laughs> Jalen Tyson, also kind of a mystery. Talented kid. Dead dude, Texas Tech recruited this year. Talented kid, tra- transferred from Texas. Needs more of an opportunity, obviously, right? Yeah, you have nine new faces in this team, you know, and and Richard Isaacs is another one, another four star. Another four yeah, star is Lamar Washington. Richard Isaacs is going to play a lot. I hope Kerwin Walton gets a role. I mean, obviously Kerwin Walton he should. He'll hit shots. We know that. We know that he kind of fell out with UNC last year. Had some poor stretches to play. UNC went to a tighter rotation, only played like really seven guys. Daniel Bacho is still there. I don't know who that is, Jack. He's their big kid that comes off the bench. Daniel really, Bacho. Really uncoordinated and awkward kid. Was he in the, the 2019 team? No, but he was on the 2021 team and the 2020 team, I believe. Okay. So, I mean, Kevin O'Banner is going to be their best player while Amox while out. Yeah, but can he be like that guy in the in the paint? In the Big I 12, so. maybe, yeah. Hit shot, he hits shots. In the Big he, 12, he, yeah. He can shoot, I'll tell you that much. I just don't know if he can be a big. I don't know if he can tell me that that's big true, role. I wonder if Bacho ends up starting for them now. Just, I, I just, just, just because they need size. I also just don't know, like, if they need it. Like, who's the best big in this conference? Eddie Lampkin. Who's the second best big in this conference? Are we sure that Eddie Lampkin's the best big in this conference? Over who? It's a great question. Who uh, else is there? O'Shawn, maybe. Like, I, I, oh, I love O'Shawn. I think he's better than Eddie Lampkin. Um, yeah, no, they're, the bigs in this conference are not good. When you went before the show, you were talking like this. There's so many freaking guards in this conference. Flo Thamba. Flo Thamba's legitimate question is Jonathan. When Jonathan Chamula Chacho comes back from injury, is he the best center in this conference? I still think it's Eddie Lampkin, but like JTT has, has a case. Yeah, he has a case, which is crazy because like JTT is good. 
but like he's not <laughs> best best center in the conference. Like yeah. uh, that's that's an interesting debate. Like it's a very physical conference. You gotta be tough in this conference, but you don't have to be tall. You have to be strong, that's, that's but, not, true. but not tall. That's true. Athletic. It's such, it's just such, it's such a great conference, man. Who do you have at four? You're gonna differ on this from me. Are we? Yeah. I have Kansas. I have Kansas at four too. Actually. Look at that, John. Look at that. So John with the championship. The championship was last year. Stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. They have a completely different roster, and the roster isn't that good. That's not, I. I don't know if that's true. I wouldn't say that it's not good. Kevin McCullough's good. Kevin McCullough's good. Jalen Wilson is a solid player. He's, he's a, a good, good player. player, not great player. He's a good player. Dewan Harris will defend. Grady Dick could really struggle to get shots off early in the year. I like Grady Dick a lot. Grady Dick is going to be a standstill shooter for this team. I'm sorry, that's going to be. It's going to be. I, Zach, dis- I disagree. Zach, I like Zach, Clem- Zach Clements is going to pop. You, you, you see, Zach, Zach Clements is good. Will Zach Clements start? Yeah, he's going to be their starting center. I, I don't know who else that would would start for them. Uh. Uday? No, he's a he's a complete project. I've watched so much of him. Joe Yesifu, really good player. Yes, Yesifu's awesome. Honest, honestly, would should probably start over Grady Dick. It might. He might, but they he might. they would be really small if they started him. Really small. Uh, okay, John they're, they're hates deep. Kansas. They're deep. They're deep. They're deep. I'll give them that. Uh, I don't know how much Uday is going to play. You might have to. Um, Zuby, Zuby might play a little bit. Hmm. Kyle Coffey should play. But you can, again, like between Dewan Harris, um MJ Rice is gonna play a lot. Uh between Dewan Harris, Yesafu, Bobby Pettiford, Kyle Coffey. Those are four guards all under six two. Yeah. How are you gonna play all four of those guys? And Yesafu's not that big either. Yeah, Yesafu's six foot. He's barely barely oh, cracking the six. Did foot. you make did you say Yesafu? Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. I didn't I, even I really said Dewan, Dewan Harris. Joe Yasafu, yeah. Pettiford, and Kyle Cuffey. You yeah. cannot play all four of those guys. No, you can't. You can't have. Oh, my God. This is so BS. They you can't, you can't have fourth Chris Like Kansas website spelled Joe Yasafu's high school wrong. <laughs> Why does that matter? <laughs> he went to Bolingbrook. They spelled it Billingbrook. And you know what the crazy <laughs> thing is? His hometown is listed right next to his high school, and they spelled the hometown right. That's ridiculous. It's the same thing. I'm going to. DM Kansas. They're, they're going to no, I don't me. think you are. They're going to need to hear it from me. Okay, let's actually get Watch back to me. business here. I don't think Grady Dick is going to be a spot-up shooter. He's a 6 given guy who I think, I, I believe, can score at all three levels. I think he, okay. can, he can win freshman of the year in this conference. It won't be him. It won't be him. But I was so close to putting him, John. You have no idea because I thought Keontae George, you know what? He won't get the big enough role. Then I'm like, wait a minute, David. Keontae George was the best comp, but the best player in this entire country. The best, sorry, the best freshman in this entire country. You're picking Keontae George. Mm-hmm. But I was so close to picking Grady Dick. MJ Rice is awesome. He's, he's 225. He's, he's a good player. And Uday, and Uday I'll admit, Uday's, I, I Uday's a project. I don't think he's going to play very much. Uday. It, like, and. Kevin McCullough is a transfer. Is exactly who you need. I'm I look. I am lower on this team just because I genuinely don't know who's gonna like. Like, is Kevin McCullough gonna handle the ball? I don't think so. I think Juan like, Harris. Because like that's what he did at Texas Tech, and like I don't think so. You can't really play Dewan off ball because then he has zero offensive value outside <laughs> of the, outside of the outside of the somehow like four threes he hit in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, somehow. 
So like Dawn this should be at a zoo. It's absurd. Yeah. This is uh man, this is this is a team where like here's here's my reason why I have them at four and not below any of the teams. The teams below them, and you can call like I said, you can call this again casual all you want, but there's a clear number one on all three teams above them. Candace doesn't have that. There's a they're down by one, ten seconds left. Who is taking the shot? Jalen Wilson probably. But, <laughs> like, good luck with that, my man. Like, oh my god. They also could struggle to rebound the ball because McC- like McCormick didn't rebound last year, and I don't think Clemens is going to be that great of a rebounder. J- Jalen Wilson's their best rebounder. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like Jalen Wilson's a great rebounder. But... He is. Jalen's a good player. I like Jalen Wilson. Dude, I think I think the the championship tax. Is, Could. Is, is real. But Bill Self. Bill I, Self always that, say, the team. Saying that, like, I have them at 12th in the country to start the year. Like, it's not like I have these guys on ranks or something like that. They're a top 15 team. But I, I think they're they're getting a lot of benefit of the doubt from things that Abaji, McCormick, and Christian Brown did last year. Those guys aren't on the team anymore. Like, I don't know what to t- tell people. Dave McCormack, your favorite player. He's a good offensive player. Struggled in a lot of other aspects. Here we go. Let's pull up their non-con schedule. Because I want to say something. Kansas is so fun to talk about. Duke should beat them. Omaha, NDSU to start it off. Are Duke, those real games? Duke should beat them. Duke, Southern Utah, they're NC in, State. They're in Atlantis. Dayton or Wisconsin is the second game, and then who knows after that. Right, Kansas is in Yeah, they're in Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah, they're, they, they could. <laughs> if they play Dayton again, that'd be so fun. <laughs> is Dayton in Atlantis, too? Yeah, yeah. Dayton's going to win that tournament. TBD in the championship. Is it t- Tennessee's in it, too, aren't they? Yeah. Could be Tennessee. Dayton or Tennessee wins that tournament. Texas Southern mid. Seton Hall is the Big 12 Big East battle. That's a W. And then yeah. comes December 10th. December 10th. Mizzou. Mizzou wins that game. I, I think they do. I think they do, too. Mizzou wins that game. I, I'm, I'm with you, John. I, I'm putting it out there now. I've said for right, the day after Candace beat Mizzou, killed him by 50, whatever it was, at Allen Fieldhouse. The last time... Oh, what's that dude's name? Anton Brookshire got more than like six minutes a game. Yeah. But Iona now. Yeah. But now you look at the, the, the day after, I literally, I, I go to everyone around, like, when they play in Columbia, that'll be a close game. It'll be, it'll be a close game. And now our roster And I was getting And I was getting crapped on. I'm like, I don't even know who's going to be on this Missouri team next year, but I'm telling you, it'll be a close game. I'm telling you, it'll be a close game. And it'll be a close game, and Missouri's going to win. Missouri's going to win that game. I'm, I know, and then Indiana, Harvard, who cares? But you're in the big, big, uh, big twelve play. No, I'm going to the Indiana game, that's, and of course, that's the that's like the oh, first, that's fun. That's the first like non-Mizzou game that I'm going to this year. That's awesome. 11 a.m. Um, and then Kentucky, obviously for the for the big uh, big twelve SEC challenge, they play them every year. It feels like mm-hmm. so it's a good non-con. They're gonna lose some games that like they probably shouldn't lose. They probably shouldn't lose. They're, this team is not as strong as a recent history, man. Do TCU at three? TCU at three. John, we are very we we're all we're all on the same page right yeah. now, John. We we had uh we have one spot flipped and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Because I think we're gonna have this uh, one uh, and two one and two we could be flipped on. We'll see. Fun. Uh TCU. Return all five starters. Bench isn't very deep. It wasn't last year, they were still good. At the end of the year. I we're say. buying the TCU hype. Like we are fully buying it. We are fully I, on I, board. I, I I I not only know what they're gonna be. I, I like their identity. Yeah. A lot. This is a team that you could slot into the tournament right now and they make a deep run. Who's coming off? Oh, uh, their bench <laughs> isn't as bad as, I, as as it seems. 
They didn't. They didn't recruit. I'll say that. I'll say that right now. They did not recruit. Shahado Wells had to sit out last year. He's going to be a good player for them. So is Rondell Walker from Oklahoma State. I'll admit they they did not recruit. Yeah, Shahada Wells. No, Rondell Walker's awesome. Shahada Wells is from UT Arlington. He had to sit out last year, so he couldn't play mm-hmm. for them. the The one thing I don't like about this team is Francisco Farabella was their best shooter, and he's gone. Yeah, and he it's and not by not because like he graduated, like he transferred to Creighton. Yeah, so that's the one thing that's concerning. Rondell Walker from OK State, really good recruiter at high school, and he's a guy. You come in, he, he's going to help that backcourt immediately. I love Rondell Walker. I, I think Lampkin's going to take a step forward. Yep. Um, I'm not sure how big of a jump Miller, Ban- O'Bannon, and Baugh can take because they're senior, they're seniors now. But they're good. But like, they're going to play winning basketball. Like, that matters. Ho- ho- dude. Like, just hopefully they shoot the ball better because TCU really needs floor spacing. Yep. And do, let's... If, if TCU could shoot shoot threes, like they would be a top five team mm-hmm. in the country without a doubt. And they also have maybe the best player in the conference. One of, if not the best player and in the conference. And an elite coach. Jamie Dixon. And a great coach. Jamie Dixon, man. This team has it. They have the puzzle pieces in place. They have, they have great balance in their lineup. They have scores. They have veteran leadership. By the way, when I put out my... Uh, this is their year. When I put out my coaches list um, over the summer, I got some heat about putting Jamie Dixon at 10. It's a little high. The guy, like... Dude, he has first of all never had a losing se- losing season. Um, I, sorry, he had a losing season once, twenty twenty one with TCU. But in ever like in like ninety percent of his seasons, he's won at least twenty games. His career his career record as a head coach is four forty five and two oh seven with a six eighty three winning percentage. Yeah, he's been great. I. I that that one I didn't understand. That, that I understood some of the hate on that that post. Kentucky fans will see that and think, "Why South Carolina?" Kentucky, Kentucky Auburn. I, I get it. Kansas. I get it. I and I admitted I was wrong on that one. But Jamie Dix at ten, I felt like that was pretty reasonable for what what he's do, he's done. It's it's reasonable, but not to the every single fan of the coach of the team behind him. It's true. You know. All right. The big reveal. One and two. At number two, I have the Baylor Bears. Okay. Okay. You you and I differ here. Okay. But. It was so close, John. And I wanted to pick Scott Drew for, gra- for for Grace in my public speaking class who knows who Scott Drew is. I wanted to pick him to go number one because of, of him alone, but because of her, but I, I couldn't. I love Marcus Carr too much. I have these teams separated nationally by two spots. Yeah. Four and six. Texas. So uh, let's talk about Baylor first, because you went first. <laughs> Texas. Let's talk about Baylor first. <laughs> so Baylor is a team that was really hurt last year and still managed to get a number one seed, which I Dude, think Dude, there was a time where Baylor was like the number one team in the country, and we're sitting here like, oh, my God. We, we sat here when they were number one, and we're like, oh, my God, this is absurd. And then they started losing games, and Harrison, Dapnik, and I both said, like, this team will not make it out of the first weekend. And I didn't stick to it, and I'm so mad about it. Yeah. They were too hurt last year. They never. They were barely playing. They almost made the second weekend. The first weekend, though, that game was nuts. But they they do lose James Akinjo. They lose Kendall Brown, and they lose uh, Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, three big pieces. Massive. I'm gonna chalk LJ Cryer up as like somebody you get back. 
because he was hurt like all of the second half of the season last mm-hmm. year. He was not healthy. Keontae George, my love. <laughs> this, this guy is going to like make waves. What I have told people is you are going to watch this guy for the first time and you're going to think there is no possible way this can be a freshman. Yeah. He does not play like a freshman. He's so calm. He's so cool and collected. He's so good at getting his own shot. He's super explosive. He, like, he, if he, I, I, we know the first two picks in the draft next year, yep. he could be the third. He could be. Him or Amen Henderson are kind of kind of battling it out. Oh, Amen Thompson, yeah. Did I say Henderson? Yeah. Who's Henderson? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. No, hold on. That, keep going. That name sounds so familiar. Amen Henderson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know who that is. It's Scoot Henderson. That's what it is, dude. I'm an idiot. Yeah. So one's Victor, two Scoot. Three could be Keontae George. Three could be Keontae George or Amen Henderson, of course. Uh, Baylor's depth could take a little hit at the start of the year just because JTT's out. But they have um, Jalen Bridges is playing, right? Jalen Bridges? Yeah, no, Jalen Bridges was a really good ad. Yeah. And like... Cryer and Flagler are still there. They also got Caleb Lohner from BYU, who's a good shot maker for them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm not worried about the team, man. I'm, they get, no, no they get Langston Love back from injury. Yeah, he's I, good. I believe Dale Bonner's still there. Yeah, he was a junior last year. If this team had Matthew Meyer, like they were going to the national championship. Probably. If they had Matthew they, Meyer. They, they would, them and Houston would be very close from a number one team. My number one and two teams are pretty close anyway. I don't think Houston's slapping the field, but like... Houston, like Houston, was my number one, like without pretty a lot of thought. Like I think Gonzaga mm-hmm. is close for me, but like Houston's my number one team. Yeah, but yeah, Baylor's four for for me it's, nationally. Texas is six. Baylor's a team, man. They're they're so guard reliant. They've 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 made a formula for basketball that not only the Big Twelve has copied, but a lot of other teams around the country have copied. Where you play a handful of guards, you play quick, you play faster than the other team, you outrun them, you uh, have more stamina than them, you play more powerful than them, and you also defend the crap out of the ball. You don't have to rely on your talented bigs because you don't have any. You have Flothamba. You rely on. Defense and rebounding from them, and you score and you run through your guards, and it's the way to play. And they won a national championship off that. And they're going to keep doing it. It's going to be consistently a top five team in the country. There will be a time this season where we look at Baylor and say, yep, they're Baylor. They're Baylor. Mm-hmm. Canada George is averaging 100 points a game. Not actually, but he's, he's amazing. And Cryer and Flagler are just so good. And Bridges is coming to his own. And Flo Thamba is averaging one and six a game. And, you know, we move. Texas. They're back. I, okay. feel, I feel a lot better about this Texas team than I, in the preseason than I did last year. Yeah, Texas but hindsight's twenty twenty, And I love Texas last year. They're but, like my number two team in the country, John. Yeah, I know. And like, here, But here's the thing. like This year's team, like we know who their starters are. We know who their backups are. Yeah. They don't have this jumble of rotations. They don't have ten year. guys who can play at any time. Like They don't have that. Texas is a team... Where a lot of it last year was was it was all about Chris Beard last year, it was all about Chris Beard. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's about Tyrese Hunter. No, no, it's about winning, and they're gonna win, man. Winning time with Reggie Miller. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know why I, I thought of that. <laughs> they not only they recruit because Chris Beard's an amazing recruiter. They not only do that, but they bring in maybe the best transfer out there and, and Tyrese Hunter, and Dylan Mitchell's amazing. Dylan Mitchell's awesome, dude. 
So I, I project their starting lineup to be uh, Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, Dil- who I think should be way better this year. Yeah, he yeah, dude, absolutely. Dylan Mitchell, Timmy Allen, Christian Bishop. Yeah. They're going to be weak in the in, at the center position. Just they just are. they don't need to be strong. We've but been like, over this. But like it's a big twelve. They're so good everywhere else. Yeah. Like Christian and Christian Bishop is fine. He will do what he needs to do. Off the bench, Dylan DeSue, transfer from Vanderbilt a couple years ago, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, not sure who's going to be their backup point guard. Artario Morris. It should be Artario Morris, but I think Rowan Bromba has a chance of beating him out. Rowan Bromba. Yeah. God, that guy. I'm looking at his picture right now. He was, He's he the was most hated to, man in Texas. I watched a ton of them because he was supposed to go to Northwestern. Really? Yeah. What? Boo Boo uh, beat him out? Or Serge Gary Rice. Yeah, good. Good ad. Good ad. Solid player. Mm-hmm. And then, good am name. I missing anyone else? Oh, Brock Cunningham. Our <sighs> David's favorite player in college basketball. Rowan Brumbaugh is going to be more hated than Brock Cunningham this season. Hot take. Because look, look at him. That guy, you tell me he's going to hit a three and do like some dance against like the, the Oklahoma fans. Rowan and they're going to Bra- ruin Rowan him. Rowan Brumbaugh is going to gritty after he hits a three against Kansas. <laughs> and I'm going to be okay with it. <laughs> I want to find a way to see Texas play together. They come to Kansas, right? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, they have to. They play a, uh, what's it called? Oh, my God, no. I just realized. This is the last year of the uh, the Big 12 round robin, double round robin. So tragic. Ooh. Oh, they play Creighton at home. Oh, that rent such a game to go to. Yeah. We go to UTEP. Tickets as low as $56. Okay. That's like really south like really yeah, I don't far know, south yeah. it's like El Paso's like as far let's south go to the, let's, go. let's go to the Jimmy V Classic this year in New York yeah Duke's playing I know Iowa that's why I said go I can't okay I got it actually here we go Jim we're going to Iowa State Texas Iowa State uh, Jan 17th that's winter break no it's not we're back we're back by then we're back on the 16th oh so we're coming back and then leaving the next day yes sir <laughs> or that or we go to Tennessee for Texas at Tennessee wait is the 17th MLK day no, it's no, the it's week too, before. No, okay, I won't pick MLK Day is a Monday always. So it's either the 16th or it's the 16th probably. Is the 16th a Monday? Monday? Yeah. Okay. So it's probably that day. So we're back in school. The, the, the first day of the semester. Bro, we can miss. And David wants it's, to go. It's silly day. David wants to go to Iowa State, Texas. All right. Uh, let's do awards first. David. David, my player of the year in the Big 12 is Mike Miles. Opportunity is important to me. And Mike Miles is going to basically take whatever shot he wants. That's pretty much what it boils down to. I expect him to average close to 20 a game, if, if not that. John? My player of the year is Mike Miles. Let's go, David, John. David I got are, it right there. David and I are agreeing on so many things today. Dude, I literally like going through it. I'm like, could I pick him? Could I pick him? Could I pick him? I could pick the one Harris. I'm not gonna pick the one Harris. Could I pick him? Could I pick him? Could I pick him? <laughs> I'm like, oh. Dewan Harris would be an outsider to win Big Sky Ooh. player. Of the Let's year. see if Huggy can activate. Uh, never mind. Um, I'm like, you know what, Mike Myers. Hey, we promised we wouldn't talk about Huggy anymore. You promised that. Okay, that's true. <laughs> okay, fine. You're right. Uh, I freshman of the year, Keontae George. You're, agree- you're agreeing with me there. Freshman of the year, yes. Yeah. So, yep, 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 yep. Tra- transfer of the year, Tyrese Hunter. So it's unfair to say that, Mike. Because he's from the Big 12. I went, I went Grant Sherfield. I went Grant okay. Sherfield, which I think is a fair enough choice. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. All right. Uh, coach of the year. Chris Beard. P- 
Porter Moser. So my thing is, like, if Chris Beard wins the Big 12, he's not going to not get it. He's not going to not get That's it, true. in my opinion. Moser's a good pull. Texas but I'm not, you're fans, not giving out Coach of the Year the sixth best team in Texas the country, Tech John. Texas fans are going to be mad at me. Why? Well, last year when they were playing Texas, I tweeted that I'm like, I don't blame Chris Beard for leaving Texas Tech. I remember that. That one random person like hated on you. It was more than one random person. But there was that one like big account. Yeah. Who was that again? I forget. Anyway. I want Chris Beard. If they win if they if Texas wins the conference, he's winning coach of the year. Who won? it was it wasn't Adams. It was Scott Drew last year, wasn't it? It should have been Adams. It should have been Adams by far. It wasn't even close no, to it. No, no, it should have been Otzelberger. Are we crazy? Like, no, it should have been Adams, John. It big, still should have been Adams. Big 12. Dude, they went, made the tournament after winning zero conference games the year That before. was great, but, like, dude, Adams made the team the top 10 team in the country. Coach of the year basketball. Dude, who was it? It, was, it wasn't Adams. It was Scott Drew. It was... It was Scott Drew. Yeah. You're right. Scott it shouldn't Drew, have been Scott, Scott Drew. Scott Drew has won it three years in a row. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Voter fatigue next Voter fatigue this year... Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, the last couple of years of the conference, they're hold on, I'm doing some math real quick. Forty-two and eight, the last three years of the conference. <laughs> that's pretty good. So that's pretty okay. All right, um, here we go. Third team. Can I begin? Go for it. Marcus Carr. Okay. Grady Dick. Realize I should have had Adam Flagler at the two instead of Grady Dick. So Adam Flagler then Grady Dick. Okay. Jameson Battle. Jameson. No. <laughs> Jalen Hill. Okay. Jalen Hill. Yeah. Moose, as he say. Okay. My third team. Marcus Carr, Adam Flagler, Jaron Holmes for Iowa State. Yeah, that's cool. Dylan Mitchell, and, oh. and Eddie Lampkin. I forgot Dylan Mitchell. Eddie Lampkin. Wow. 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 Okay. My second team. <laughs> Tyrese Hunter for three. Avery Anderson. Kevin McCuller. Jalen Wilson, and then 007, even though he's number 21. 0021. My second team. Oshun Oshunyi. My second team, Grant Sherfield, yeah. LJ Cryer, mm-hmm. Kevin McCuller, okay. Timmy Allen, Jalen Wilson. A little different from mine. My number one team, my, my, my first team, Mike Miles. Mike Michaelis. Miles, <laughs> Mike Miles Michaelis. Grant Sherfield, like Keontae George, Kevin O'Banner, and Eddie Lampkin. We're kind of similar here. My first team, Mike Miles, Keontae George, Tyrese Hunter, For three. Kevin O'Banner, mm-hmm. Oshana Shunyi. Oshana Shunyi on the first team at Iowa State finishes He's eighth in the conference. going to be the best defensive player maybe in the country. I would probably still give that Jamison battle, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it to. Well, I'm surprised you didn't pick. Uh, we have a couple minutes. You want lively. To talk, a couple minutes. You want to talk about this bracketology? Um, speaking of Iowa State, they did not make it according to Joe Lenardi. Yeah, I don't think they will either. But Oklahoma's in. I have seven teams in the tournament for the Big Twelve. I haven't around six or seven. I haven't decided for sure yet. Let's see. What is absurd here that I could say? Hmm. hmm. What is absurd? Oh, Indiana's a three seed. Let's talk about that. <laughs> that. That is absurd. Is Indiana going to be the three seed? Wait, Indiana's a three seed automatic qualifier. Is, is Indiana, oh, no. Is Indiana going to be the three seed in their own conference? No. Who does he have winning the ACC? Oh, North Carolina. In, yeah. in what world is Indy? Oh, UCLA as a two seed is just disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> Purdue is a seven. I, I, Joe. What, what world is Indiana going to be on the same seed line as Duke? 
this world. In what world? This world. Oh my god. Dude, I think Drake for a 12 seed is the biggest lock of the year. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way they're not a 12 that's seed. That's like more of a lock than like Gonzaga being a one seed. Okay, yeah. fine, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. That is so funny though that that's like such a lock. <laughs> How is Arizona a five and UCLA's a two? Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. St. Louis is an eight seed. Sure. <sighs> David is sad. Grant Stolz was sad. If Houston plays St. Louis in the second round, I don't know who to root for, John. St. Louis hot St. What tournament does St. Louis play in? The NCAA tournament. The thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, they play in like a good like four team tournament at the beginning of the year against somebody. Is it the the battle for whatever the, <laughs> the sunrise battle where Minnesota was in last they year? They played Paul Quinn. No, they don't. We played Paul. We played Paul Quinn. We played them last year. No, they play in the Hall of Fame tip-off tournament. They play Maryland and then the winner or loser of Miami-Providence. If, Solid four teams. If, if, if they beat Memphis and Murray State to start the year and then win that tournament, spe- special episode with Grant Salzman. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Grant Salzman will come on at some point. If St. Louis wins at Auburn, I will be the most celebratory person on its planet. Dude, St. Louis, Memphis, are we going? What day is that? No, it's the same day as the Champions Classic. Are, are we, Grant Salzman, are we going? Adam Busek, if you're listening, are we going? That's the question. We got to end this thing. Um, no Minnesota, it's a bad bracketology. True. True. Florida State is a bubble team. No, Missouri, not even on the bubble. Interesting. Well, John, many people believe that. Okay, they can believe that. Yeah, including Adam Busek. This has been Marathon of March. My name is David Campbell. Jonathan Liskin. Same time next week. We don't know what coverage we're doing. We're going to find out on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys listening. And uh, MIT.